Welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast, where you will hear transformational stories, positive encouragement, and practical strategies to help you grow your mindset, reach your potential, live your dreams, and experience a purpose-driven, impact-filled life. Here's your host, Alan Blaine. Okay, today on episode 70, I have a special episode for you. And I've titled this, Why I Traded a $40 million company for a career in network marketing of all things. So unless you've read my book, Life's Hard Succeed Anyway, same name as this podcast, you may not know that I gave away my interest in a $40 million residential construction company to join my wife in a home-based business that I like to call our work from anywhere life transformation business in the network marketing industry. Now, that decision I made was eight years ago, just under eight years ago as of this recording. And since then, we've scaled this work from anywhere business to now include thousands of others in our team spread out across 12 countries last I checked that's producing several million dollars in annual revenue today. But why would I do that? Why would I leave the perceived prestige of being the owner and CEO of a very profitable $40 million company to join a network marketing company and start at the bottom in an industry that too often is really misunderstood and misjudged. And what role, if any, did my Christian faith play into making that decision? These are the questions that I would like to answer today in hopes that it would provide you not only more insight into why I do what I do, but more importantly, in hopes of helping you to think through why you do what you do professionally and what really makes a life worth living for a Christian or really for anyone for that matter. So we'll start by giving you just a little backstory on my past careers. So when Nicole and I were married, Four days after her 20th birthday, by the way, about four months after mine, we were both 20 when we got married, I started off as a carpenter. So I spent several years as a carpenter, residential construction, worked my way up to getting a superintendent job to where I was overseeing the construction of all these single family homes. Typically, we would have maybe 10 to 20 homes going at any given time. And um, did that for several years. And then in my late 20s, decided that I wanted to apply to be a California Highway Patrol officer. And we were living in California at the time. Now we live in the Nashville, Tennessee area. But at the time, we were living in California. And I, it was just something I can't say I've always wanted to do. Really, the only two things I ever really always wanted to do growing up was I wanted to play Major League Baseball and I wanted to, I knew someday I wanted to be a husband and a a father and have a family if God would allow me to do that. So those were like the only two dreams growing up. So really professionally, it was like, I want to play Major League Baseball. And I played through high school and I played in college for two years and um, ended up realizing that dream was not really going to be a reality at five foot 10 throwing pitching. As a, I was a pitcher throwing 89 miles an hour with pretty substantial shoulder problems already happening at 19 and 20 years old. So around that time is when I met Nicole. A year later, we were married. 
and my baseball career ended. Meanwhile, I jumped into construction, as I said, as a carpenter, eventually a superintendent. But come around my 26, I think 26, 27 years old, six, seven years into marriage, there was something just kind of nagging at me that maybe you know, I should be a California Highway Patrol officer. And I knew I had a window of time to where if I didn't apply at the time, it took two years. Can you imagine this? Two entire years from application to starting the academy of being hired and starting the academy. I mean, it was like a a written test three months later and a psychological or an oral interview three or four months after that and a psychological three or four months after that. It was just really drug out. And at the time, once you turned 31, you could not be hired by the California Highway Patrol. So I knew I had a window of time and I thought, hey, it's only one in a hundred get hired anyway. So I'm going to apply. I applied. I got hired. I was a highway patrol officer for just under five years and some great memories and some really good stories came out of that. But after that, I got back into residential construction. And I know this is just the Cliff Notes version of it. More details are in my book if you want to read it, but got back into construction, ended up becoming a home builder, ended up getting my own, starting my own corporation and building homes and flipping homes. Eventually in 2008, when the real estate market crashed is when I got into flipping and we started flipping a lot of homes. It started off a couple by the end of 2008, by the 2009 and 10 and 11, we were flipping 15 to 20 homes a month, almost a home every business day on average. We would purchase, renovate, and resell, thus the term flipping. And we were doing very well. And that's where I was the CEO. I had my brother, my younger brother at the time, my late brother, a couple years younger than me, and two younger cousins that were partners with me in this company. And you know, we were doing, like I said, about $40 million in revenue per year. The company was very successful, very profitable. The problem for me was I did not have a vision for my life. I had no passion about what I was doing. I didn't really see the purpose in it other than making a living. And there's nothing wrong with making a living. And there's everything right with it and making money. But I believe and I've come to realize that there's got to be more than just working for money. And that's what I found myself doing. You know, I was lacking purpose. I was lacking passion about what I was doing. And I was lacking, what I really was lacking was a meaningful pursuit. And I believe that we were all created for a purpose and for pursuing something meaningful, that we weren't just put on here to exist on the planet. We are, we're not here just to work and eat and sleep and die eventually, right? That we're here for a purpose. And as a Christian, I know my purpose is to honor God and glorify him and to be a minister of his good news and to live that out for people and to share that with others and to impact lives positively. And on that note, I came to the realization, I should say, eventually that ministry, you know, so often we, I'll say the church, Christians or whatever, will separate ministry from our occupation. It's like there's those of us that work and we will support those that are in quote unquote ministry, right? Full-time ministry. And not that there's anything wrong with people being in full-time ministry, but I don't think there should be such a distinction. 
It should be so much more than what we as Christians just do on Sunday. And that's kind of where I found myself. And again, it doesn't have to be that way. Someone can be a home builder, a home flipper. They can be whatever occupation and find purpose and passion and calling and a meaningful pursuit in their occupation. Okay. So I'm not saying others can't. I'm just telling you where I was and where I found myself. And what I do believe for every one of us is that our Christian faith should be about the Great Commission and it should be about fulfilling it out in the marketplace, whatever that looks like for you, whatever that looks like for me. Because I believe each one of us, again, was created on purpose for a purpose and that we all have this innate desire to be on mission, to live an adventurous life. And I think the reason why so many of us fall into poor choices is that we're looking for adventure in all the wrong places. People are looking for adventure in the bottom of a bottle or in another relationship or in some other thing that stimulates instead of having a life and living a life where we have meaningful adventure in everyday life, in our occupations, in everything that we do. And I'm not saying every second of every day is adventurous, but that the overarching drive and meaning behind our life is adventurous because we're doing something purposeful, meaningful, and we're making progress. So I came to a place in my life about 10 years ago where because of the situation I was in, again, I won't go into too much detail of of this because it's all in my book, but I found myself making some poor choices. I found myself looking to other things to give me a sense of maybe pleasure, I guess is the word. I ended up with a DUI. I woke up in jail going, what in the world did I do? What in the world am I doing? How did I get here? And I started reevaluating everything, everything. And I started looking at my life and my occupation and saying, why am I doing what I'm doing? Is this really what I'm being called to do? Is this really where my life is going to have the greatest impact on other people's lives? Starting with my marriage, secondly, with my children, all six of them, and then going out from there, making an impact on the community and the world around me. And, you know, I realized life is short. And I knew that as Christians, we are called to love God with our heart, with our mind, with our soul, and with all of our strength. And although I realize network marketing is not for everyone and that God has, you know, different paths and different career choices for different people and that we need people in all the various professions and occupations, I realized that it could offer to me and my family everything I desired and the ability to work with who we wanted to work with, when we wanted to work, the flexibility of time the flexibility of geography to work from wherever and live wherever we wanted to, or even said a different way where God might call us to go or live or do, that it could be an occupation for us that we could use to make a positive difference in other people's lives with others who also desire to make a positive difference in other people's lives and that we could create a community that is so greatly lacking. I started seeing and noticing and observing community is so greatly lacking in our modern day society. I mean, even in most of our churches, it's lacking for that matter. And I realized it could be an occupation, unlike my CEO role, 
that I had at the time back then that allowed me to look at somebody in the eyes and let them know that the sky is the limit for them in this business. Their level of impact, their level of growth, their level of income, all those things, I could let them know it was unlimited. There was no glass ceiling. And obviously in in corporate America that I was in at the time, there is a glass, there is a limit to what we can pay someone or even overpay someone and still stay profitable and healthy as a company. So I love that. And I came to the realization that if Nicole, my wife and I did this right, and what, what I mean by right is if we built a network marketing business like a professional rather than like a novice would do who's just trying to make a quick sell or recruit somebody or recruit everybody that they come in contact with, someone who comes across as insincere, someone who comes across, and we've probably met them before with commission breath, as I like to call it, that if we didn't do those things and we did treat others with respect, that this could be an extremely honorable profession. And we would choose, if if we would choose to follow the Jesus model of serving others, putting others' needs above our own, and offering them solutions to their needs when we heard the need, solutions that they may never, ever hear otherwise. And in our case, these solutions are health, these health solutions, there are additional income streams that are solutions for certain families and people, community, as I mentioned before, the personal growth and leadership development that I'm so passionate about being a part of and helping people grow in those areas, including myself and and my wife, Nicole, we love growing as people. We love being able to grow in our communication skills, in our mindset, in our leadership abilities to better be useful to others and to impact others positively in a greater way. And all the things that I knew were extremely meaningful and impactful in anyone's life, uh, especially our own. You know, in network marketing, we get paid two ways, primarily two ways, by what we personally sell product or services, in our case, products, but product or services that's personally sold. And the second way is for teaching and training, discipling, mentoring, whatever word you want to use to help others have success in their own businesses. And you know, there's a quote, it goes something like this. It says, impact is hidden from those who must do it all themselves, but impact is revealed to those patient enough to train others. You know, doing network marketing right, the right way, is about rolling up our sleeves, following the Jesus model, walking with others, serving others, showing them how to do it, and mentoring and discipling them along the way, not just loving them and leaving them as, you know, people have been known to do. In this industry, it's great because we do not make any money by enrolling people. We don't make any money by recruiting people. If that was the case, that would be considered a pyramid scheme or a chain letter type situation and it's illegal, okay? So we don't do that. We only generate income when a product or service, in our case, again, product is sold like any other legitimate business. You know, I also love that there's no position of authority. There's no positional leadership in this business. And we all lead a team of volunteers. This forces us and others to do is to learn the ability to positively influence others, which is actual leadership development. That leadership 
it's not a right. I don't think leadership necessarily should be a right. It's something we must earn. People will figure out if someone's just all about themselves and making money or if the person truly cares about them and their goals, their dreams, and about serving them, which makes the growth that takes place in this industry so attractive to someone like me, who, although I'm shy and introverted by nature, I'm ultra committed to continuing to learn and grow and develop and become more useful over a lifetime. So I do love that about this business, facilitating that for me and others that join us. You know, again, service to many leads to greatness. Jesus said he came not to be served, but to serve. And that is what this business model should be about if it's done right. You know, Nicole and I love being able to play a role in helping others grow and develop. I mentioned that before, regardless of how long they may stay with us. Our heart's desire is that even if others are only with us for a season, they could say that the time they spent with our company and with us and our team, that they grew as a person, that they became a better father, that they became a better husband, a better wife, a better friend. That's our heart's desire. And that's one of the big things that attracted us to starting a business like this was to foster an environment that people could come in and stay. They could come in temporarily and go. And that no matter how much time they spent with us, it would be a positive experience and it would be something that would be meaningful and impactful to them and their family. You know, some of the benefits just personally, when I looked at this as a career option and made the decision to walk in and hand away my ownership in our $40 million company and just give it away to my family members was the freedom. It was the freedom, the things that the other career couldn't give me. The freedom, again, like I mentioned earlier, to live anywhere, to go anywhere, that God could call us anywhere, that the income that we generate is recurring income, it's residual income, it's passive income, whatever you might may want to call it. But mailbox money, beach money, it recurs over and over again because of repeat sales, which allows us the ability to not be tied to an eight to five, to not be locked into certain hours, certain days that we have to work, that we have freedom to go and do and serve however God calls us, that we know that we're making an impact, that we know that the work that we're doing is directly impacting people's lives positively and indirectly. I mentioned we have thousands of others in our organization today, eight years later, nine years later. Most of those people I've never met. That's the kind of impact and the scalability that attracted me to this occupation to know that we could, again, going back to the Jesus model, the discipleship model, that we could work closely with a handful of people and teach and train and mentor. And those people could teach and train and mentor. And this thing can replicate and duplicate and lives could be touched. As I said, now in 12 different countries around the world, most of which we've never been to and people we've never met and their lives have been positively impacted. It's given me a vision, a vision for my life. I have a framework now to put passages that are impactful to me, like Matthew 25, for example. I don't know if you're familiar with the parable of the talents, but it's a story Jesus told. And it was a story about three different people that the master gave three different amounts to. And he told them to steward them well, steward it well and while he was gone. And the whole moral of the story was that not only were all three given different amounts, 
of talents, we've all been given different amounts of talent. The moral of the story is what are we going to do with them? How are we going to invest the amount of days, however many days God has allowed us to live on this earth, however many breaths we get to take that we're allotted, however many dollars come through our hands, whatever time we have, whatever resources we have, whatever opportunities God puts before us, how are we going to steward that? What kind of impact are we going to make with the gifts, the talents, the abilities, the opportunities that God has given you or that God has given me? When we get to the end of our life, my desire is that God would look at me and say, well done, good and faithful servant. And I wish that for you too. And I would know that how we spend our time here on earth and how we, what we choose for an occupation is a big part of the investment that we're making with our time and our resources. Nicole and I now have this vision of saying, hey, we know we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We know we want to live out and walk out and speak out the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But now we have a business and a framework whereby we can literally take, put boots on the good news of the gospel and take it to the streets and minister to people's real needs. What real needs, Alan? Real needs like people's health people's wealth or their income. These are their financial needs. These are things we all have needs in, right? We all need health. Health is true wealth, right? Without health, what is the saying? A man with great health has, or woman with great health has 5,000 dreams and a person without their health just has one, right? We give whatever to get our health back if we lost it. So to get to minister to people in that way with their health, with their finances, again, offering a community, a supportive, encouraging inspiring, growth-minded community of people, most of which don't have that, a vehicle that people can plug into and learn and grow and develop in their mindset, in their skill set, in their communication skills that then directly impacts their other relationships, their marriage, their parenting and friendships and all that. This is our vision of how this occupation, we can live out the gospel and, and minister to people and serve people and help people and meet people where they're at. And it's why Nicole and I are so passionate about what we're doing. It's also why we've set some big goals, some really big goals that we're excited about. Goals like helping a dozen or more, but a minimum of a dozen other families create a seven-figure annual income with us to help a hundred other families to create a six-figure or greater income with us and to help at least 1,000 families to create additional five-figure income streams added to their family budgets. Those are our goals and we're excited about it. So now when we get punched in the face with life's challenges and they keep coming, by the way, challenges never end. They're just going seasons, right? Sometimes they're, they're more often, they hit us more often. Some of them are bigger and they punch us a little harder. We're always having them and dealing with adversity and challenges. All of us are on some level. But now when those come, We have a filter that we're looking through and beyond, beyond the challenges to where we're going, to the people we're serving, to the people that we haven't even met yet, possibly, that are waiting on a solution to one of their needs that we have a solution to. So this drives me. And this is why I get up every morning so excited to do what I do. And this podcast is really is not in any way connected to my business. It's just another way that I can come in and and hopefully encourage people and reach people where they're at and encourage them on their journey of 
having success in their health, in their marriage, in their parenting, in their finances, in their occupation, having success spiritually, because that's what we're about. We want to impact people's lives. Our business is just one way we get to do that. But I've always felt like, hey, over these last several years, I felt like because we have to spend so many of our waking hours working for a living, why not work in a way that is going to make a great impact on those around us? You know, there's a lot of talk about legacy. A lot of people will talk about wanting to leave a legacy. For some, that's having a bridge or a building named after them, not for me. For others, it's a legacy is what they leave maybe to their children or their children's children in, you know, a home or money or a business or something like that. Not for me. And not that that's bad, but Nicole and I want to leave a legacy in somebody and we want to leave a legacy in a lot of bodies. We don't believe a legacy is what you leave to someone. Rather, it's a legacy is what you leave in someone. And I want to live a life worth living. And again, I want to hear Jesus say, well done and good and faithful servant. And I believe I will. I pray that whatever occupation you're in, that you're able to leave a legacy and that that legacy continues on. I heard someone say, and I loved it. They said, I want the use of my life to outlive my life. And that's my desire. And ultimately, when I compared my previous occupation to my current occupation now in network marketing, and I compared the two and looked at and evaluated them through the lens, not only of which one gave me more financial freedom, which one gave, could potentially give me more financial freedom, I should say, which one could give me more time freedom, which one would give me more impact than others, and which one would have a greater ability to leave a legacy in a whole lot more people. That is the reason why I chose network marketing. If you have any questions or comments about anything I shared, I'd love to hear from you. I hope this was encouraging to you. And I hope you've got a clear vision for your future that you know that you are in a profession and occupation that you're called to be in and that you're making an impact right where you are. As I said, we need people making an impact in all occupations. But if you're not, I want to tell you from past experience, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, if you don't feel called to be doing what you're doing, if you don't feel like you have a meaningful pursuit in life and in your occupation, and it's not adventurous in some way for you, I would really encourage you to rethink it and reconsider what you're doing and why and making sure, yes, we have to work for money, but to make sure we're not just working for money alone because I think it's a really dangerous place to be, especially when life's challenges come along. With that, I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. My next interview is going to be amazing, so don't miss that and make it a great day. If you love this podcast, grab some of Alan's free resources on his website at alanblain.com, spelled A-L-L-A-N-B-L-A-I-N.com. You can also find links to Alan's Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok there in his contacts page. Lastly, if you can leave a five-star review for us on your favorite podcast app, that will get these messages out to more people and it will really mean the world to us. Thanks in advance and make it a great day.